On tonight's episode of Living Off the Land, we get everything started with the catch-up with Jordan. After that, we talk about our top five soccer badges. That's tonight's top five draft with our special guest host, Stephen Stefano. After that, we get into the Jake Paul to Ron Woodley fight uh, that happened this past weekend. And then we end the episode talking some Cavs, uh, big trade that happened this week. And as we were recording, the Cavs signed a yet another seven-foot center. So we get into all of that. But we start everything off with the Beer of the Week. Let's do it. Welcome to Living Off the Land, the All Things Cleveland podcast, with your hosts, Ryan, Jordan, and Dan. Follow us on social media at the LOTL podcast. Tasty. What? <laughs> I forgot I was the one that had to. <laughs> mm. Totally forgot I was the one that had to introduce it since I brought the beer. Hi, uh, my name's Jordan. You guys probably know me. Um, so welcome back. Uh, we are doing obviously beer of the week, like I awkwardly introduced. Uh, today we have we went <laughs> we went south of the border to Columbus, mm. and we are drinking <laughs> endless haze. Wait, so, what? What border are we south of? Uh, Cleveland border. Cuyahoga County? Cuyahoga County border. <laughs> <laughs> Endless Haze, Hazy IPA by Columbus Brewing Company. Well, let me try hey. a taste. Let me try a sip. ASMR here. Mm. I'm just going to do that all the time now. <sighs> mm. That's how he's going to start every episode. That's how you know it's a Jordan beer when the episode mm. starts with a... Mm. Mm. <laughs> wow. Um, first impressions, it's a lot better than I thought it was going to be. Hmm. I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't even know Columbus Brewing mm. made a hazy. I knew they had a hazy. I've never had this one before. But I feel like at this point, every single <laughs> yeah, brewery yeah, has to exactly. have a hazy. I've never had this beer before. So this Neither is actually I. one of the rare. It's a new one. Yeah, it is a rare actual beer we've never, like everyone's yeah. never had, and it's never been on, the, been on the podcast before. Yeah. Let me read the description. Endless Haze is a smooth, easygoing, hazy IPA. It's your patio, pal. Grilling sidekick and wilderness companion. <laughs> Patio pal. <laughs> An easy drinker best served in your natural element with laid back friends and a great view. She's an easy lover. <laughs> the bright golden color. Little Phil gives, Collins in this piece tonight. Gives way to a smooth haze while the aroma takes you to the tropics with juicy notes of pineapple, banana, stone fruit, and citrus. Hey it's full bodied, smooth, and endlessly drinkable. Wow. First thing. I couldn't say that I thought I tasted banana, but I knew there was something different in this. Ooh, for sure, for sure, got the pineapple and stone fruit. But there was another flavor note that I couldn't tell what it was, and I now know it's banana. That banana. makes that makes <laughs> that makes perfect sense. Do you taste that or no? I'll let you know. Wow, that's really impressive. I don't know if I've ever had a hazy that has like a banana. After or not after taste? Like yeah, a there is a little bit in there. It, yeah, it almost makes it kind of taste like a, a hefeweizen. A little that, bit. Yeah, yeah. You know how the hefeweizens have it. Yeah, they have that banana. Uh, I'm, taste I'm to it. very impressed by this beer. Is all I can say. And and the banana twist is kind of tastes like a Weinstoffner, <laughs> or however you say that. Mm. 
generally like this a lot. It is definitely an easy drinker. It's not very, it's not super hoppy or super bitter. It's actually, it's not bitter at all. Yeah. Um, wow. I really like this. Hmm. Dan, do you want to go first or do you want me to go first on uh, giving it a rank and all that? Uh, I can go real quick. Oh, I real quick. Did we not rank our the beer last week? We did, but I don't think we... Oh, wow. Well, there's a good thing about having a uh, podcast. We can just go back and listen. <laughs> exactly. Um, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna take down our our. Uh, that was the Jimothy beer, here, though. Yeah, that was the the creamsicle that didn't really taste like a creamsicle. <laughs> right. Um, okay. Yeah. So, like I said, I didn't I didn't even know Columbus Brewing made a hazy. So obviously, I've never had this. Uh, just off the top, love the can. Can. Wow. Excuse me. It <clears throat> must be that banana. Yeah. Um. I really love the can. Uh, can is beautiful. Yeah, it's a it's a really and it's striking can. Yeah, it, it really is. Endless haze. I love how the word haze looks like a cloud. Yep. too. Yep, yep, like a wispy cloud. Mm-hmm. Very whisperous. Six point one percent alcohol mm-hmm. by volume. Uh, yeah, I I really like this. I, there, obviously, for me, there's going to be hazies that are better. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is a little bit different, so. Yes, it's a hazy IPA, but it's almost like it's its own little thing. Um, I do like it, though. Uh, I think I'm going to go 7-1 on this. I would certainly okay. I would certainly buy it again. I would get it again. I would get it uh, at a bar or brewery if it's on, ta- if, if it's on tap. Um, yeah. Yeah, I th- 7-1 I think is, 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 uh, is nice. there. Yeah. Okay. Anything, anything for me above a 7, like I, li- I like. Like if you get into the eights, I really like it. And if you get if you get into the nines, I think you're like the best beer I've ever had. Yeah. So it's right there. I like it. I uh, I like that. Like to hear that. I didn't know what to expect from this. I mean, there's a million hazies out there, right? Right. So to stand out, you have to be pretty exceptional. And I I I will for sure buy this again. I am very much excited to to drink this again. This is way better than I thought it was going to be. I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go give it a rare, a rare uh, 8.0 score. Oh, it's in the eights. <clears throat> it's in the eights. This is rare. This is rare. But I, I, I am blown away right now how good this beer is. He loves um, it, folks. He I do. He loves it. <laughs> you know what else I would probably love? This on draft. Ooh. I couldn't even imagine how good oh, yeah. this would be on draft. With a little, with a little, like you know how they put lime. In yeah, a little, little wedge. Little, yeah. little wedge of banana. Yeah, you might. <laughs> That'd be so gross. <laughs> oh, it'd be awesome. Slip a banana me? in there. Just a little banana wedge right on the right on your glass. <laughs> um, yeah, no, 8.0, I would buy this again. Uh, this is a very, very good beer. Folks, if you are listening, please, please, and you're into hazies, or maybe you're even eh about them, Try, give this one a try. Give this one a try, yeah. <laughs> this is this is very, very good. Um, what did you say again, Dave? 7.1? 7.1. 7.1? Okay, yep. perfect. Got it. Like it. I don't necessarily love it, um, but uh, yeah, it's very good. I'm just blown away right now. That's all I have to say. He's blown away. Yeah. All right. That was beer of the week, folks. Try it out. You have to try this beer. Endless right. haze. Well, you notice there's only two beer drinkers on the podcast tonight, but there are three people here. That's because the non-beer drinking fella to Jordan's right is the co-host of our Browns post-game show as we are getting ready to ramp those up uh, as the football season is quickly approaching. We hope to have a 
season preview episode of that uh, come out this weekend, early next week. Uh, please, ladies and gentlemen, hold on, hold on. Let me get the uh, man. I really need to be more prepared. <laughs> Let me get, ladies and gentlemen. Please welcome Stephen Stefano to the hey. show. Hey, welcome, Stephen. <laughs> I'm so unprepared. This is such an unprofessional podcast. Steve, what's up, man? How you doing? Hi, guys. What's up? It's Tuesday. It is Tuesday. Yeah. It is. It's, it's going to be Wednesday. September in a few hours. What'd you do? Smoke a pack of cigarettes? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You, yeah. And, and you oh, by a the little whispery. And oh, by the way, uh, you seem to be a little bit confused about the border between Cleveland and Columbus. That would be Boston Road. The, oh, well, that's... that's the, the line between Strongsville and Brunswick. Yeah. <laughs> That, yeah, that's, that's, the one. that's the line between civilization and non-civilization. Mm-hmm. That's as my dad so loving. You get the I two seventy. As my dad so lovingly referred to it uh, as we were growing up, that was the Mason Dixon line. Oh, yeah, Mason Dixon line. Huh? Yeah, <laughs> dividing the north from the south. So, uh, <laughs> takes a jog away from the Ohio River. Yeah. Well, anyway, Steve, thank you for uh, being our guest host tonight. Uh, you got some shoes to fill as. Uh, uh, our old producer Jimmy was on the show last week, and uh, but we're 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 looking to have some fun tonight. So, thanks again for joining us on short notice. Actually, I texted him late last night saying, "Hey, you want to be on the podcast?" And he's like, "Sure." <clears throat> so, thanks for joining us, Steve. Thanks that's, for joining us. That's man. what I do, man. That's what he. That's what he does. He comes in, in clutch. The, in the great words of Mark Henry, <laughs> "That's what I do." <laughs> Somebody's gonna get the. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so uh, let's get right into uh, the catch-up. Jordan, take it away. Yes, sir. Uh, all right, so interesting story to start off. I'm sure a lot of people have heard this because this for sure went viral. Uh, ESPN is duped or was <laughs> duped into broadcasting this is a, such... <laughs> a, a bizarre fake high school, quote-unquote, versus IMG Academy. Uh, for those that don't know, IMG Academy is like a massive high school that consistently churns out top, five or whatever talent i don't know what the term is like big big recruits like five star four or five star recruits um uh yeah so let's give some more details somehow some way bishop sycamore a supposed columbus-based high school in ohio is actually more of an online charter school uh that might not even be real so bishop sycamore played like i said img academy this is on this past saturday right so yeah this past weekend whatever the date was um they lost 58 to nothing. And halfway through the broadcast, the ESPN commentators, and it was on ESPN, they started kind of saying, like, you know, I don't know what the school's all about, like, blah, blah, blah. We're not so sure if they have. They realized that they yeah. got duped. Yeah, they, they were like, I don't know if they even have four or five star recruits, which they claim <laughs> to have. Um, and long story short, later on, as the day and then, you know, the last few days have gone past, We've learned so many more details about this really bizarre situation. So Bishop Sycamore is not listed in Ohio, the Ohio High School Athletic Association's directory of schools. Instead, they are listed under the Texas Christian Athletic League as the only non-Texas school. Um, additionally, not much, if anything, is listed under their history. They've only yeah. found a few blog posts talking about a few games going back maybe a year or two. At most. They played St. Ignatius last year. Yeah, yeah. That's what uh, Ryan, my friend, told me. Uh, not Ryan, uh, yeah, Jonathan. Ryan they played Brown. St. Ignatius last yeah. year. I I, I, <laughs> I, was, uh, I I watched a YouTube video of the story uh, before we started, and they were showing highlights, and I'm like, wow, that looks like St. Ignatius. And sure yeah. enough, it was St. Yeah. Ignatius. They played him last year. 
wild. So ESPN is claiming they were unaware of this, blah, blah, blah. <coughs> All I have to say is I have no idea how a media giant like ESPN doesn't ask a few questions. How does like, this happen? At what point did they not I, be really? like, it's all, especially if you're in the high school sports aspect of ESPN. Yeah. At what point are you not like, you know, I've never heard of Bishop Sycamore. Uh, well, who are they? Where are they from? You know, what's their record in recent years? You just kind of were like, sure, Bishop Sycamore. Or not like, even that. Just going down to a ground level, like <laughs> how, too, like, yeah. like like a school like <laughs> a school like St. Ignatius who played them last year. How the hell did they not vet them before they agree to put their kids on the field with these with these guys? There there were there were kids who were 20, 21 years old on this Bishop Sycamore team playing against kids that are 15, 16, 17. Yeah. In football. Yeah. That's crazy. Crazy. Yeah. I mean, this. How do you allow that? This isn't volleyball. This isn't cross country. This isn't some non contact sport. Like, I mean, this this is like these kids could get serious. I mean, not to take anything away from what City Nations does, you know, right. they run a great program. But again, when you have a five year age gap between, you know, 15 and 20, I mean, that is ridiculous. Like this, yep. is, this is this is as this is as simplistic as you had to do to do some uh, vetting and background on this school. <laughs> Literally, it's against boys. It says what? Yeah. Uh, uh, what? What about? I'm I'm reading this Yahoo article that that basically talked about the whole story, mm-hmm. and it said what about the school's website? It currently takes you to a bare page with a nondescript picture of a football player, and the <laughs> message reads, "Quote: It seems we can't find what you're looking for. Per- perhaps searching can help." Interesting. Yeah, it says <laughs> yes. That's all you get now. A few days ago, the site was more was more fleshed out. I don't know what that means. Uh, oh yeah, I'm looking at it right now. <laughs> it just doesn't unbelievable. Exist. You know what? You want to? You know what? You want to add another weird thing? So apparently, when they played IMG Academy, that was the second game they've played in three, three days. Yeah. days yeah. Which, if you know anything about football, that's unheard of. Like you yeah. don't do that. I mean, in the <laughs> NFL, they talk about teams not being able to play on Thursday yeah. after playing Sunday the previous week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and those are grown that's men. That's a four-day gap, right? Those are grown men. These who, are kids. Who, who, you know, top well, athletes in the actually, world. Actually, at Bishop Sycamore, they do <laughs> they do play with grown, grown men, men, 21-year-old men. <laughs> it's so wild. But so so anyway, like uh, this morning on my drive into work, I was listening to 92.3 The Fan. Shout out uh, Ken Carmen and Anthony Lima. Uh, they had a prospective uh, parent on whose son was supposed to go to Bishop Sycamore, went to a bunch of camps uh, either this summer or uh, in the spring or whatever. So here's a story basically that he told. I'll, I'm going to say like the roundabout way of saying it. So this is how he figured out that the school was basically like full of crap. So they went to camps or whatever with the team in summer, like football camps. They went around to different, you know, traveled and stuff. And they were staying in a hotel. And – you know, any football program, club, anything like that, if you're staying in a hotel, whatever, it's uh, it's picked up by the school or whatever. Mm-hmm. Or at the very least, you know, you pay for your own room, whatever. <clears throat> so this guy, uh, <laughs> they stay in the first hotel, and the next day they get up, they leave, they check out, whatever, and the parent thinks it's it's going to be covered by the, by the team. So the uh, when they check out, they ask for his credit card. He's like, what? Okay. <laughs> or not as they check out, as they, sure, were, yeah. as they were leaving the night before. Um, they credit card for the room, whatever. He's like, okay. And, you know, he figured maybe they just need a one on file. Okay. So he gives them a credit card. When they check out, uh, he gets a credit card bill for $2,000. Okay. So he calls the hotel and he's like, yeah. what is this? 
he and the the hotel goes, uh, well, you're the only card that we had on file for your group. Okay. So he's like, <laughs> oh, okay. So then he calls the coach saying, hey, uh, hotel's telling me that I got to pay for all the rooms because you guys didn't leave a credit card or anything on file for all the rooms for all the kids and the parents and everything. Okay. And the coach gives him this, uh, you know, backwards roundabout story where he says, oh, uh, it's just a, uh, it's a invoicing snafu, whatever. We'll get it. We'll get it taken care of. So the guy's like, okay, at this point, this is the first time this has happened. So he's like, okay, sure. Whatever. So he ends up just paying for his room, him and his son. The son is the is supposed to be the quarterback of the team. Mm -hmm. And uh, they go to a camp the next week. Happens again. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so he calls the coach again. Says, yeah, same thing going on, blah, 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 whatever, whatever. And so he's like, okay, something's going on here. So he, I guess he, uh, he called, like, some of the other parents or something, and they corroborated, like, there's like a lot of fishy stuff going on mm -hmm. with like uh, payments and food. I guess like they were like just like I don't know if this is a joke, but they were like stealing food from grocery stores or something. Oh, okay. I don't know if this is serious, but yeah, yeah, yeah. But like it's just a whole bunch of shady stuff going on. So so this this father pulled his son from the team, and he he's now at like Youngstown State or something <laughs> wow, like that. Yeah, whatever. But wow. But it was just crazy to like hear some of the stories, whatever. And then apparently the the head coach got fired today. Yeah, because apparently he also had like a warrant out for his arrest. Yeah, for like <laughs> domestic violence or something. And yeah, and he's yeah. got he's yeah, also this was the coach at Cardinal Mooney, who uh, was formerly a coach at Bowling Green. No, no, we're not talking about that. Oh, we're oh, still wow. well. He was out for domestic violence too. We're still talking about. Bi where are you going with that? We're still talking about Bishop Sycamore. It's <laughs> just a story I read today. Get your head out of your get your head out of the clouds. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, another weird thing too is um, apparently we already talked about this a little bit, but apparently, apparently, uh, there was some players that have been traced to small colleges as well. Yeah. So, which is just utterly bizarre. <laughs> yeah. So this is a very strange story. Um, I really hope that the truth comes out about how ESPN was duped because right now they're like, Oh, the marketing, get out of here with that. That's so ridiculous. Yeah. This, no was, this was ESPN <laughs> statement. So we, re we regret that this happened and have discussed it with Paragon. Paragon was the marketing group that was responsible for uh, putting the game on, uh, and who, which secured the matchup and handles the majority of our high school event scheduling. They have ensured us that they will take the steps to prevent this kind of situation from happening moving forward. Uh, yeah, I would hope so. <laughs> Yeah, I would. Uh, I would hope that ESPN also maybe has some sort of outside verification process now moving forward. <laughs> but, Unbelievable. Yeah. Well. Yeah, that's quite the quite the weird story. So we mentioned sure. we mentioned the uh, uh, domestic violence case, which was dropped to a criminal mischief against the head coach. In addition to that, he also will go to trial after defaulting on a hundred thousand dollar loan from First Merchants Bank, Johnson. <laughs> Uh, use that loan to operate Christians of Faith Academy. I wanted to I wanted to hmm. point this out. Basically, this isn't the first time that this coach has pulled this stunt. That he makes like a fake school. This Christians of Faith Academy was essentially the same operation before. Johnson also faces a civil lawsuit after he allegedly did not pay a hotel over $100,000 to house football players in 2018. Oh, wow. So I think that goes back to the story. Like, I was well, yeah, that's, yeah. Wow. 
<laughs> so, wow. And so, and it asks, how how is he dealing with this seri- these serious money problems? He says, you'll probably not be shocked to hear that Bishop Sycamore football seems to be the answer. Basically, what he's doing is he's he formed this football team from this quote unquote school, and was just calling schools around the country, and be like, hey, do you guys need need a game? We'll come out mm-hmm. and play you. Yeah. Uh, but you're you're gonna need to pay us to come out and pay you, play you. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow. So, uh, supposedly, as of like today, they were still scheduled to play their next game, which is against Duncanville uh, High School in Texas. Uh, but uh, Duncanville canceled, yeah, canceled right, the game canceled. after all this going on. Yeah, I, I think the jig is up for uh, mm-hmm. for Coach uh, Johnson so. and <laughs> Bishop Sycamore. That's Man. that's that's crazy. That's unbelievable. It's just so bizarre with this day and age, with everything digital and all the records we have and the tracing, like that. This could still happen. It really is. It re- <laughs> this is something you would hear about, like on nineteen seventy. How stupid are people? Like in the seventies, this happened or something. But like in modern modern times, it's kind of hard to cover up a digital trail. If you've never, if you've like, like say you're a football coach or a football mm. administrator or whatever, and some guy calls you and be like, "Yeah, I'm from Bishop Sycamore." Uh, and obviously, because it's it's you know, mm-hmm. I need to stop doing that. I keep hitting my <laughs> arm for the other. Um, obviously, it's a school you've never heard of before because it's a quote unquote made up school, made up football program. When you hear the words Bishop Sycamore, if you're anybody of, you know, any mental faculty, you should be like, hmm, maybe I should fire up the old Google machine and mm-hmm. see right <laughs> what this Bishop Sycamore is all about. And the most amazing part is is that anybody who is from Columbus or even from the state of Ohio could probably name you all the really top schools traditionally in yeah. football. You know, your yeah. St. Ed's, your St. Ignatius, or in the case of Columbus, you know, Bishop Watterson or uh, Hilliard Davidson, Dublin Kaufman, uh, Thomas Worthington, Upper Arlington. St. You know, these, these are not, yeah, go down towards Cincinnati, <clears throat> St. X, Elder, Moeller. These guys are not even in the in the stratosphere of any of those, no. and it's like, huh, you know, unbelievable. It, it just goes to show you that ESPN they must just be on their little ivory tower in Bristol, Connecticut, <laughs> and just not doing any sort of research <laughs> well, it's, well, it's, at all. Well, it's the marketing. It's the marketing. Oh yeah, it's hundred percent. There's no one at ESPN, yeah. you know, ever dared yeah. question. Yeah, hey, I've never heard of this, this school before. <laughs> Where are they? Columbus. Like, oh, it doesn't sound like a Columbus school to me. Did <laughs> anybody ask Kirk Herbstreit? Yeah, right. <laughs> oh my goodness. So wild. Crazy. Crazy. Unbelievable. Yeah. Um Yeah, so there's that. Let's move on. Um <sighs> not as weird at all. Uh iconic Cleveland restaurant Fahrenheit to move to Public Square. After twenty years in Tremont, Chef Rocco Whalen is moving his flagship restaurant to fifty five Public Square. Um downtown in the old johnny q steakhouse location so this i didn't realize this had a rooftop but it has a rooftop bar Mm -hmm. so that's really cool yeah um and the tremont location is going to still be owned and managed by rocco it's going to be a new restaurant concept so oh okay well details of that i was i was a little disappointed that right fahrenheit was going to like fahrenheit especially over like the last decade is like the flagship tremont restaurant Mm -hmm. yeah yeah, you were telling me. I didn't. I didn't realize how big it was. You were. Telling have you been me to bit. Fahrenheit, Steve? I have been to Fahrenheit. Yes. Yeah. Oh, the best uh, short ribs I've ever had in my life. Dropped a couple off in my lift car just a couple of days ago. There. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. It's. Uh, yeah, I know exactly where uh, it's going downtown. It's across the. I'm trying to figure out where that is. 
or where it's going to be 55 public square yeah it's like, so so it's not that would be on the southeast corner i would believe so it's not technically public well it is but it's not like public square like you would think so it's essentially across one of those big parking lots that are in between like um public square and like what uh west sixth Oh, okay. Here I'm pulling. Oh, it so up that'd be northwest corner. So there's okay. there's a um, there's a big uh, building which is being completely renovated right now. That this old steakhouse was at the bottom of. If you drove by it, you would see it right away. Okay. Yeah. Um, that they are obviously moving into, and it's being renovated into like I believe apartments and office space and whatever, oh. like every other building that's that's going on. Downtown. Oh, and so that's these are the rooftops. And, and this will be literally right next door to the new Sherwin-Williams World Headquarters when it's okay, built. Okay, I see that now. Which uh, they just released renderings of that building today. So Does it look cool? Yeah. Another skyscraper going up in Cleveland. Nice. Let me see. What is Gotta it love it. Sherwin-Williams. Yeah, Williams, if, you just, if you just do it on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, so I, I see now where it is. I know exactly where that is. Yeah. Um, it's right. It's right by that church down there. That old yeah. old church down there. Well, yeah, cool. So I'm sure like Rocco's going to turn it into a really cool spot. Oh uh, yeah. Um, Rocco is a great ambassador to the city. I would love to get Rocco on the podcast. I think that would be amazing. Be so super cool. But uh, love seeing tall buildings go up in Cleveland. New exactly. Williams headquarters, Stark Tower, the new building that just went up across the street from Westside Market in Ohio City. Yeah. Yeah, that's an apartment building. I don't know if that Stark Tower is going up now. Oh, I know that that project has got. Yeah, changed. that whole thing has that been. project that that that's the one that was supposed to go right across the street from Rock and Mortgage Fieldhouse. Yes, right? yeah. So that project has gotten like changed like four times, and right now I don't think it's happening. Hmm. It was supposed to be one big one big, big skyscraper, tower. and then they changed it to to two shorter towers, and then uh, it just it's it's essentially like they parked the bus on that on that project oh i see the tower now it's like a flat like glassy building yeah looks cool yeah it, it, it's roughly going to be around the same height as the huntington building mm-hmm. um wait the huntington building yeah oh wow that's yeah, way it's big, taller yeah, it's than big time. it was yeah. gonna the huntington be. building's yeah. the third tallest yeah in cleveland that's a big yeah. tower behind obviously the key bank and what uh yeah. tower terminal. city tower, yeah, terminal city, tower. Yeah. or yeah, yeah 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 so it's going to be interesting. It's really cool to see. I mean, obviously, coming like for me, it's bittersweet because Sherwin Williams is direct, <laughs> direct competitor yeah. <laughs> to, to the company I work for. But mm-hmm. we're never going to be building skyscrapers in downtown Cleveland. So <laughs> cool on Sherwin Williams for for uh, for staying in downtown because there were rumors that they were going to move out of downtown. Um, but you know, them and the the city and the county government obviously struck a deal, and uh, they're going to be staying and. Planting their flag in downtown Cleveland, so I mean it's the it, it's the biggest company in the city, the biggest yeah. corporation within the actual city limits. Yes. Yeah. So. Um. But. Yeah. yeah. So and then you have this new uh you have Fahrenheit if you work yeah. there that you can go to. <laughs> Heck yeah. All right, moving on. Final one from me, Dan had, or did you already tell your? No, I have one. Okay, Dan has another little catch up to do. Uh, this one we won't spend too much time on, I don't think, but. Unfortunately, downtown Winking Lizard, uh, the gateway location on 811 here on Road, is going to be closing temporarily. Yeah, that's starting. Awesome. Well, it's already closed. Started August 29th. 
company claims it is due to lack of employees and they just can't handle the, <coughs> the crowds or whatever and they're kind of timing it around the end of the indian season i guess but i don't know it's massively disappointing odd they claim they're down 150 employees throughout all their operations which seems almost impossible to be true but i mean why would they lie about that is that like, uh, do, do, do they mean like every single winking yes lizard? i mean like all the winking lizards okay because obviously it can't just be that one no 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 no. like like all of them even the columbus ones like i guess overall yeah i guess if you think about how many there are now yeah it's just wild that they just this weird shortage of workers so they they totally hope to come back um hopefully i would hope that they come back when the calf season begins at least yeah but that's soon <laughs> who knows it's really disappointing yeah, i mean a month and a half i i, I like winking lizard i'm not like yeah. a crazy fan of it but i like it and i definitely like going there before or after games and it's kind of a huge disappointment that the one on uh the one on ninth street is a cool one to go to before yeah. and after browns games and that one's staying open yeah so they're gonna keep that one open i think it but. i think the uh same owner hmm okay so i find it weird that they're gonna keep that one open well because brown season's about to start yeah, yeah. I guess I guess and that they makes get, sense. And it's uh, that's it's like the lunch crowd. They get the big lunch crowd there too. Yeah, and out there, there's a big. Well, I mean, you used to work down there, but yeah, there's a big right like there. There, there's a big like, um, you know, like I don't know what to call it, work district down there. Whatever. Yeah, that's and, what I and mean. It's, yeah, and it's and it's not <clears throat> where the where the where the gateway location is there there's restaurants all around it right like the one on east Ninth down there there's not that much one of the only quicker more affordable exactly so they do they do a really good lunch yep really good lunches and then browns games it's just you know from like don't forget too they get the rock hall traffic too yeah i would imagine sure yeah yeah so disappointing news hopefully this is not a trend with the winking lizard and they start (laughs) shutting down a whole bunch of them but yeah so Best of luck to them. Hopefully they come back better and all that. Um, and now on to Dan. <laughs> so, did you guys hear about the story of, of uh, kids pranking a uh, school board uh, meeting in Virginia? I did, yes. <laughs> did you hear about this, Steve? I did. In Henrico? Mm-hmm. Oh, well, that takes away a little bit of the steam. But oh. for our listeners at home, uh, let's just... Uh, Soak. Soak. You... Hold on. You guys work for us in in, in this... Uh, environment you answer to us and i'm asking that you do not pass this policy in virginia thank you so much Ms. thomas we do appreciate you now they're about to call it names of people phil mccracken phil mccracken (laughs) (laughs) it gets better soak souk mahidik How does this guy not pick up on this? I know, I know. Ophelia McHawk. <laughs> Ophelia McHawk. <laughs> I leaned over. <laughs> and the, and I leaned over. What were these names supposed to be? Or like, what, what, what was what was he supposed to be reading? Kiddick. I think he's just calling on like attendance because he's looking for people to like raise their hand. Yeah, but he didn't realize that he was slipped like a fake sheet of names. <laughs> if you've ever seen Wayne Impractical Kerr. Jokers, they do this on their show. Oh, you hear that yeah. last one? Wow. Wayne Kerr. Wayne Kerr. <laughs> you, uh, you EPL fans will understand that, yep. that reference. <laughs> yep. 
But yeah, I just thought that was hilarious. That is that is absolutely hilarious. Fill my kraken. Have you ever <laughs> fill seen Phil McCracken? Have you ever seen the a similar incident happen on the news where a plane crashed? Oh yeah. Or like we too mile. low. Yeah. yeah. Holy, Holy fook. fook. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's <laughs> so funny. Oh my god. We too so low. Bad. It's That's so horrible, bad. It's so bad. It's so bad. Some ting wong. Yes, yes, I remember that one. And the best part is they didn't catch on and they read all the names. Oh god. <laughs> Unbelievable. Oh. Unbelievable. All righty. This goes to show you how some people are just so serious and just not, they don't have any sort of right. like <laughs> knowledge <laughs> of everyday life or anything. It's like, right, wow. right. It, it, going back to what we had just uh, been talking about just a little bit ago, Sterling Williams is in fact the um, top Fortune 500 company within the, C- the Cleveland city limits. Yep. Ranked 162nd in the country, 7th in the state. Oh, wow. Uh, Progressive is bigger, but they're based in Mayfield Heights. Um, at 74th overall. Oh, okay. Um, other Progressive ones within... is bigger than Sherwin Williams, huh? I, I, yeah. I wouldn't have guessed that. Hmm. You know, what a, wait, how, Sherwin Williams on. is 7th in Ohio? Who's bigger in Ohio? So in going down the list in Ohio, Nationwide is 6th, uh, Progressive, Procter & Gamble, 4th, Marathon, 3rd, Kroger, 2nd, and Cardinal Health, number 1. Oh, hold on. How did I not realize Kroger was based out of Ohio? Yeah, they're based in Cincinnati. I thought wow. they were based out of, like, the South or something. Mm-mm. Wow. I, thought they were, I thought they were based in Michigan. What? That's you might be thinking of Meyer. Oh uh, yeah, Meyer's. Based oh on, yeah. well, Meyer's better than Kroger anyway. Even though even though Meyer's based in Michigan. I agree. Meyer's definitely better than Kroger. Other yeah. other Fortune 500 companies based in Cleveland itself: Parker Hannifin. Yep. And um, KeyBank. Also in our area, you've got Goodyear for, and First Energy down in Akron. So. Yep. Figured there'd be more banks. I wonder where Fifth Third is on that. Fifth Third is actually, uh, let's see here. If you go down from Sherwin Williams, it's seventh. American Electric Power is eighth. Parker Hannafin's ninth. Goodyear, tenth. Limited Brands, eleventh. First Energy, twelfth. And Fifth Third is thirteenth hmm. in the state. Lucky thirteen. Three fifty-eighth overall. Interesting. Yeah, I figured financial institutions have to be. Cincinnati's got a lot of, of heavy hitters. Actually, their yeah. their business community is pretty strong. And so is Columbus's actually. Okay, awesome. All right, well, that is the catch-up. That's one of the longer catch-ups we've ever done. But Notice good stuff. how none of those were from Toledo. Yeah, well, <laughs> Toledo's basically Michigan. <laughs> we don't recognize Toledo. Yeah. <laughs> S-L-U-T, am I right, Steve? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just randomly searched biggest American companies. Apparently, Walmart is bigger than Amazon. I had no idea. I, they got to be neck and neck. Yeah, they got to be think. close. I think we're not not. Uh, this is by employees, so Are maybe those like Fortune. Oh, companies? yeah. So maybe well, that yeah, makes yeah. sense because yeah. Walmart has storefronts in every freaking yeah. corner. So of every revenues city. probably got to be Amazon. But. <laughs> yep. Anyhow. Jeff Bezos just sucking it Who's all bigger, up. Jeff Bezos no, or, or Sam Walton? I mean, it's I actually revenue. Well, the thing. Well, Walmart. The thing with, Walmart makes more revenue than Amazon. Well, the thing with the with the the, the Waltons is it's split up between the entire family. It's not just one person. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. All right. Let's move on. Uh, let's do our top five. And we are going off of our episode a couple weeks ago when we had Brett Hoyer on. We are going to be talking uh, soccer in our top five draft. We're doing soccer Ooh. badges, logos, whatever you want to call them. And uh, we have to figure out the logo. So, as customary, uh, our guest gets to pick where he wants to draft. So, Steve, it is a snake draft. Uh, you want one, two, or three? Uh, three. Steve wants three. He wants the back-to-back. All right. All righty. Uh, All righty. Jordan calling in the air. Tails. 
It is head. Heads. So I'm second. Are you picking? He's deciding. Hmm. I got to think strategy here now because the the one my favorite one I don't think either of you are going to take. So hold on, strategery. Where's the where's the Jeopardy music when you need it? <laughs> strategery. <laughs> uh, Speaking of Jeopardy, what a cluster that operation is. Right yeah, now. what happened with that? <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, man, what yeah. a joke. <laughs> they had that whole long search for a new host, and they finally picked one, and then he's out in a week. All right, what is going on with the Cavs? The Cavs just signed Taco Fall. What? What? <laughs> what? The Cavs now have four guys on their roster that so are over centers? seven Why feet tall. Why do they tall? have so many centers? Allow me to go with the Vicky Guerrero. Excuse me. Yeah, well, we'll talk about this later in the episode because the Cavs made a big trade, and I am not happy about it. But uh, neither am I. But anyway, uh, I will. I'll go second. So Jordan, you are going first. Numero uno. Okay. Uh, all right. So um, very basic. Don't like the team. Don't care. I think that Manchester United has the best uh, best badge. Um, Historic. Yeah, it's historic. It's iconic. Like you look at it, like every even a lot of people that don't know about soccer will recognize that. And I love the the Devils or whatever. It just it just has a very old school feel. Um. So yeah, I'm gonna go with Manchester United. I think they have All a right. top tier soccer badge. Okay. All right. Well, you two will just have to uh, look behind you to see what my number one is. Oh, that's fair. <laughs> ale, 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 Milan, ale. Forza lotta vincerai, non ti lasceremo so, mai. Is this, is, this, is this bias? And I'm not, I'm just asking, or is it like you actually think it's the best crest? It's, it actually is my favorite. And actually, the one behind, the, the one behind you is not, weirdly enough, as I'm looking at it now, it's not updated. It's not, there's a, on the white side of the inside of the crest, there's a line <laughs> that goes across that there's not on that logo. I'm just noticing that now. Oh. Oh, wow. It's a cross. Yeah, but yeah. but what I will say is I'm I'm a sucker for any oval shaped badge. Oval ones. I love the the look of the oval shape. Okay. And then it's just classic. It's on the left. It's just stripes, uh, like they always have on their jersey. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah, it's no, it's a, it's a solid badge, no yeah. doubt. It's no a little doubt. bit of bias, but whatever. That's fair. All right, Steve, you have two picks. Stefano. Right. He could he claimed that we're not gonna we're not gonna draft any of these, so. So, I'll go with the one who, that maybe possibly you guys might have picked. Get that one off the first. board first. I'll get this one off the board <laughs> first. Smart. Columbus and that, Crew. And that, no, but you're thinking right, MLS. Um, oh. I'm going with New England Revolution. Oh, whoa, what? Their badge Wait. is quite their, simply. Their the, current badge? It's almost like the old 94 World Cup logo. You've got the soccer oh. ball in the upper left where the stars and the, yeah. the blue would be, and then the red and the white stripes. I'm not going to lie. I think, I'm not going to lie. Cool. I'm not going to lie. I don't like that badge at all. <laughs> like I just don't. <laughs> but that's fair. That's fair. Um That's their current one, huh? Mhm. Interesting. Yeah, I thought they changed it to like more of a crest. I guess not. Interesting. All right. Maybe, okay. Maybe they have No, yeah. Maybe they have a crest too. I don't know. All right. What's your Segunda? So the Segunda is a team in England's uh the third tier of English football Uh-oh. or League One. Uh oh. 
and it gives me Don Quixote vibes whenever I oh, see it. I don't it. think I don't think it's um, a... the team is Rotherham United. Oh yeah, their their, te- oh, their crest is literally a soccer ball with a windmill over the top of it. Yes, okay, which, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. which I think is pretty cool. <sighs> I played with I played with them on FIFA, so <laughs> I recognize this. There you go. Right. They're, they're a team that always seems to go back and forth between the championship and League One. They never get the. They're, they're just not big enough to get the. Oh yeah, yeah. They're, they're all small. right. Well, I'm up uh, for round two because I'm right, picking second right. each round. Daniel, uh, I'm going to go with a crest from an EPL team that in, that this year is their first year ever playing in the EPL. Oh, I know Ooh. what you're doing. I know what you're doing. Oh yeah. <laughs> We're taking the bees. <laughs> they stung Arsenal right on the ass week one. <laughs> All right, that's it's, enough. It's legitimately a good uh, Brentford badge. Football Club with the B in the middle, the red circle on the outside. I just think it's uh, a sharp-looking logo, um, or crest, as they call it. And, yeah. yeah. That's my second pick. That is a solid pick, sir. Good one. I like that. I like that. All right, am I up? You are up. You have the next okay. two. Okay. Oh, nice. All right, number two. Gotta be Aston Villa. Mm. Um, yes. I am a sucker for like a, a beast on a crest, and they have that cool lion. Lion, yeah. Looks like medieval times. It's just a cool badge. The color scheme is so beautiful too. Very unique colors. Uh, Aston Villa number three. Here's one, Steve. You might like this. This might you you would get this. Uh, Blackburn Rovers. Oh, oh, that is a yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. So Blackburn Rovers is. Uh, Dan, do you know what theirs looks like? No. So they weird uh, weird history about them. They actually won the Premier League in 1992. So. Wow, won the <laughs> yeah. European Championship. Yeah, or they some championship. Yeah, something. Them in so it was back when they had Shearer, right? It was Alan Shearer, or who was their star uh, at the time? No, not Alan Shearer. I'm. An oh, idiot. is it the one with the rose in the middle of it? Yes. 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 Yeah, that's cool. I it's like just that. a beautiful badge. Like, I like it the just colors. Looks yeah. So good. Yeah, and they're a, they're a very classic. Um, classic club going back to the old days of english soccer mm. but um who was sorry now now it's gonna kill me who was the star when they won the title Man, i don't know i can't remember anyway it doesn't matter uh so but yeah so black and rovers that's my second whoever right. is next i don't know and you are uh, back up oh geez is it me yep mm-hmm Oh, it was Alan Shear. Sorry. Alan Shear played for them for like two years. And uh, yeah, that's a guy that played for Newcastle. Yeah, he was a new. So he played. So during the time he was there, they finished fourth in 92, 93, runners up in 93, 94. And they actually pipped United for the title in 94, 95. So, yeah. So uh, you mentioned like seeing beasts on logos yes, and stuff. So mine is actually a new club. I'm going with the new I'm going with the new clubs today, I guess. Oh. Mine's a new club in Serie A. It's a club that uh just uh, got promoted from Venice. It is Venezia FC. Oh, okay. And they have uh what I can only describe as being comparable to Oh, the lion, uh, the flying lion in, in Rudolph. Yes, yes. Whoa, how I Dude. thought the exact same thing yes. when I saw that. <laughs> and I love their colors. <laughs> That's and it, awesome. And actually, this isn't this isn't part of it, but if you look up their jerseys, their jerseys are pretty wow. awesome. Wow. Yeah. Oh my goodness, that is exactly who that is. Yep. Hello, little ones, or <laughs> whatever. <laughs> Whoa, those jerseys are fire. Right. Dude, that looks like. 
I mean, they have like a model wearing it, but like it looks like some shit you'd see in like a magazine or something. Yeah. And both wow. of them too. I I, I really like the uh, the white kit too. Oh my goodness, dude, that looks luxury. It's there. It's uh, what's that brand Black? with the Kappa or whatever the the oh, brand? Yeah. Yeah. I love that Kappa, brand. Yeah. I love that logo too. Black, orange, and green. That's a unique color scheme. You don't and see gold. That very don't forget much. the gold. Don't yeah, forget the gold. You don't. I I don't know of another team that has that. I'm amazed <laughs> that they don't have a gondola on their crest. They there's, decided to do something even more awesome. There's than that. literally an article in GQ called how how do you pronounce it? Venezia. Venezia. How Venezia FC went from bankruptcy to the world's most fashionable soccer club. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and uh, they have, I believe, two or three uh, wow. American players on their team. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Uh, Gianluca Buzio, who sounds Italian, but he's he's actually an American. He has an Italian father, I believe. Okay. And uh, the other guy, I believe they got from Sporting KC. I can't remember his name. Oh. But and then they just signed a guy today, uh, who's uh, from uh, who's he from? I'm just gonna look up their lineup. Jeez, I can't remember. But uh, he's going to their youth sector. He's like 16 years old. But oh, okay, okay. But the other two guys, uh, I know Busio started for them uh, their first two games. Good. Uh, but uh, yeah. So that's wow. That's that is a cool third, press. Too. That's my third pick. Yeah. You're not pick. kidding. That's a cool press. Yeah. Okay, so it's my turn. So this this choice, um, this you know, what's Dan's not gonna like this, but perhaps the biggest footballing nation on the planet, Brazil. Um yeah, I know, that hurts. Um <laughs> this, this this club is based in Sao Paulo, who's a team true. with a brand new stadium in the twenty fourteen World Cup. Um and it's Corinthians. Oh, Corinthians, yeah. Which yeah, yeah. Okay. Corinthians is actually my favorite um, book in the Bible just because I don't know how many letters St. Paul had you know, to write funny. to them, but it was so it was, it's brought up in church like every week it seems. It is, yeah. <laughs> for whatever reason, for whatever reason, anytime I hear the club Corinthians, I think it's a Greek team. Mm. Well, kinda, I uh, mean, Corinth yeah. it was yeah. a Greek city state yeah. back in the day. So, and that's exactly who St. Paul was referring to in those books. But anyway, this crest has a an anchor going through the back of it. It's got two yep. paddles. And then also a flag in the middle, which is you know very seafaring and almost almost piratey, which I actually find really cool. Hmm. So cool, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I'm going with Corinthians Good there, Good and choice. then so these last two. Well, I'll just say this next club is one you probably. Well, maybe some of you have heard about this club. It's okay. a team from Albania. They were the first team to qualify from the Albanian Super League to the group stage of the UEFA Europa League. This happened a few years ago. Uh, the team is Skenderbal Korcha. I definitely have not heard of that. And no idea who that is. <laughs> that, that's a team from the southeast of Albania near the border with Kosovo and um, Greece. <coughs> and this club's crest is a mostly red shield. It has a sword going through it and a soldier helmet. Oh, okay. In the center. Yeah, okay. yeah. Uh, this is a team that's been in the ascendancy um for the last few years, they actually got um, – they did not win the Albanian Super League last year, but they've won like three of the last five titles there. Oh, and they've wow. made some noise in, in European football. So oh, Okay. Nice. Yeah, I just realized you're doing a good job describing it as well as Dan. I haven't really described the, the crests I'm talking about, but yeah. I'll do that for the next two. 
you're picking next, like wait, teams next, from England or? that people know. So I guess you don't. Yeah. Know well, the next two are a little more not as known. But am I well, next? Or? A little little Chicano. <laughs> Actually, no. No. Although, yeah, you're next. Just realized <laughs> I definitely should have picked up. Oh, uh, there's a couple Mexican uh, leagues. T Grace. T Grace is one of them, but Pumas is another one. Uh, number four for me. Well, this is this is Latino. Uh, number four for me is Boca Juniors. So, oh, Boca okay. Juniors, yeah. Yeah, if anyone knows them, they're one of the huge Argentine Ar- teams. Argentina. Argentina. They are arch arch. Rivals. Is that where is that where Messi? Did Messi ever play? There? I think he played for River Plate, oh, which that's is right. their which their their arch rivals, yeah. River Plate. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, Boca Juniors is huge. Uh, for those that don't know, River Plate and Boca Juniors have one of the greatest and most intense rivalries of all time. I mean, it's it's insane. Like, they've had to cancel games and and reschedule games because of the riots and things. Like, it's a wild environment. Those two um, teams played in the Copa Libertadores final the, a few years ago. They, they had to move the final yep. from Argentina to Madrid because there were so many riots. Yeah, <laughs> and they call it what do they call it the the Super Final? They they, they gave it that like Finalmente. that. Well, it's usually they call it the Super Final or there's something like it's some the matchup. The but Super League? Since, no, since it was for the Copa Libertadores mm-hmm. and it was those two teams vying for the title, it was like the match of the century they called Copa it. Copa Libertadores. Which, by the way, if you want to see good Latin American football, watch that cup. That cup is fire. That is, is South America's great. equivalent to the UEFA Champions and, and it is just as big of a deal over there. So, Well, I'm not talking about for South Americans. I'm not saying worldwide. I was going to say, equivalent. Not, not worldwide, know, but know, in South America, that is, they care no, about that more than anything. Yeah. Yeah. I'll stick um, to Latin American food. So I still haven't described <laughs> it. I still haven't described the crest. So it's like, uh, it's like a shield. Oh, yeah. It's like a shield design. It's uh, blue, and like dark blue in the center, like a, a bright, <laughs> like, a, like a maize yellow on the rim. And it says it has a ton of stars, and then it says C A B J for uh, Club Atletico Boca Juniors. So mm. um, it's just a really simple, classy-looking crest, and the color scheme is great. So yeah, Boca Juniors is my uh, fourth, right? I fourth. One. I have another one to go. Yep. All right. Uh, let's do that. So number five for me is Celtic. Uh, Celtic ah. is a pretty famous, pretty fa- famous Scottish team. Um, Celtic is one of two major teams in the Scottish League, the Scottish Premier League. Um, it's one of those leagues where there's not a lot of competition, so there's really only two teams that kind of <laughs> run away with everything. Um, so Celtic FC's logo it has the shamrock, the, the four, or what is it called, the four-leaf clover, I mean, in the center. And it's got like a circle, like a like a, almost a med- medallion style around the four-leaf clover. And it just says the Celtic Football Club, 1888. It just looks real classy. It's green and white. Um, I've always thought they have some of the better jerseys. And I think their, their badge is just beautiful. So. If you've ever played... Green Oca- and white, let's fight. If you've ever played Ocarina of Time... Everybody yell green. It uh, resembles the forest medallion a little bit. Ooh, Saria song? Yeah, hmm. I guess it does. Wish I had the ocarina right now. I could play Saria's song. <laughs> so, yeah, that's my uh, number fifth crest. I just want to say I do like Tottenham's crest. Uh, cock and a ball. I love how simple it is. I love how it's a cock and a, on a ball. I love that. Um, that being said, did I, you pit, did you not pick a single bird crest? I didn't. There's not a ton of birds. Wait, is there a lot of? There's not a lot of bird. Crests well, I'm about to. I'm about to show you one that that's going to be my honorable mention. Oh, all right. Let's see. Let's see. 
Oh, Brian and uh, Ryan and Hope. For whatever reason, I love that. It's so simple. I, I love know. It. Yeah. But no, it's, it's not. It's classic. Um, this is number five, right? For I, you? Um, I think we actually skipped you at pick number 11. I think yeah, you did two. I think I did two in a row and I wasn't supposed you to. You a-holes. No, you're the one that told me well, to do it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, all right, so I'll go twice then. Uh, you didn't take mine, so it's whatever. Good. Uh, number four for me, Lester City, the Foxes. Ah, that's a good, that's a good mm. crest. Yeah. Love, yeah. love the Fox logo. Um, and I'll go quickly here, I think. Ah, crap, I forgot it. Uh-oh. Uh, so you prefer the was Foxes that, to that, the uh, Seagulls? Was huh? that Liverpool you said, Dan? Uh, Liverpool is your favorite? <laughs> hey, I don't like Liverpool <laughs> either. I don't like Liverpool no, either. For they the will. Sa- for the basically the same reason why you don't like Liverpool. On so. September 15th at Anfield, they will walk alone. Mm. <laughs> because, yeah. because Ibrahimovic is walking in there. Champions dude, League. Uh, it's going to be a matchup. Dude. You want me to throw a huge prediction right now? Listen, no, b- b- first, listen to this. Th- these two teams have matched up in multiple Champions League finals. Yeah. And this is going to be the first Champions League match in the group stage because UEFA is a really? bunch of freaking a holes and put Milan in pot four because they're morons. Yeah, I don't I don't quite understand. Oh, uh, I haven't some... been in Champions League in seven years. Well, guess what? We have the second most Champions Leagues of any team in well, the I think world. It, I think it was because of the fourth place finish, right? You have a coefficient. Oh, no, you guys were finished in second. You guys were second. If, 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 Wait, if why they, did they do that? If they would, you because, have a coefficient. Because, because they if use a stupid... Win, if you don't win the league... Like the league that winners, they use a stupid. No, I agree. They with should, they should get go, pot one, and then the rest they of it's should, done by coefficient. What it, what it should be is if you f- if you if you won your league, you own a pot one. If you yeah. finish second in your league, you own a pot, pot two. two. Yeah, that would make sense. That's what it should. No, th- isn't yeah, that what it right. used to be? I think it did. It had well, it. no, they actually just did it completely by coefficient and Champions uh, League. That's dumb. I agree with Dan. That's dumb. If you have to finish top four to qualify for Champions League, you should go into the equivalent pot in which you finished in, which would have put Juventus in pot four. Yeah, but, and they would be playing well. Could be. Yeah, they would. Or they, they could have been against PSG or you know whoever. Well, else they would. The well, hell. they would have been in, gr- in the group of death because whatever group Milan was going into was going to be the group of death because probably because yeah. once it once it got to their position, they could because of where the other Italian teams were and other teams whatever, they could only get A or B. A was uh, who's who was, was even worse. A? That was the Manchester City. Paris, Man City, P- yeah, group. yeah, PSG. So if they yeah. would have been in Group A, that would have been the group of death. Even worse. But now because they're the fourth team, they're going <laughs> Liverpool, uh, Atletico, Porto, and Milan. I mean, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Anyway, whatever. That's a soapbox. It. Okay, I'm delaying <laughs> the inevitable. No, I agree, Dan. That's ridiculous. I'm gonna do something that's gonna piss off a lot of people. Uh oh. My last pick, the Columbus Crew, new, oh, I new know crest. What you're doing and terrible, terrible new crest. <laughs> I can't agree with you there. They've had three crests, Columbus. and their current one is the worst of the three. Oh, stop it! Get over yourself. I agree. I agree with you. Sorry, I I agree with you. Get over yourself. Oh, we want a bunch of guys that are carrying an axe that'll. Well, okay, I don't. I, I like that. No, the cert, the medallion. No, I know. Was really nice. I'm so. I'm mainly just just being an a-hole but i do <laughs> i do love that crest but but i am one of the few people that while i don't think that the new crest is better than the old one i don't think it's that ab- abhorrently wrong that like everybody's like loose oh, i'm not going to stop supporting the crew get over yourself yeah that's, they that's just dramatic. want a championship anybody who says that is a moron yeah well it's like what like when they like like i hate the Cavs' new uniforms absolutely hate them mm. 
I'm not going to stop. Like like they put that stupid shield at, at midcourt. That shield yeah. logo I think is stupid. I'm not going to yeah, stop it's, supporting it. Yeah, it's not it. as good as the logo they used to have where they had the two swords behind the basketball yeah. or in front of the basketball, which, by the way, is a perfect segue to my final choice. There because we go. The team that is my final choice, they're a team in the Russian Premier League. And oh. their logo is almost identical to the Cleveland Cavaliers logo from 2003 to 2010. St. Petersburg? Uh, no, not Zenit St. Petersburg. Um, it's actually one of the lesser-known teams in, in the RPL. It's a team called Arsenal Tula, which yeah, is Ar- based south <laughs> Wait, of Moscow. What? Had to get Arsenal. <laughs> Arsenal. Is, that, is, that owned by, is that club owned by Arsenal? I first, no. The I Gooners? first learned about this team when I g- was playing um, FIFA 19, and I got— fired from whatever team I was playing with and I got <laughs> signed as manager of Arsenal too. I was like, okay, what's this team? Their crest literally is a shield. It's mm-hmm. got a soccer ball in front of it yep. and two swords going in <laughs> just behind the soccer That's ball. That's awesome. Which is almost an exact replica of the, the old Cleveland Cavaliers logo, which was awesome. So, Oh, see, I, I, mean, hate, I, I hated that Cavs logo. I, oh. The yeah. two swords? No, yeah. no. Mainly because of the the font on Cavaliers. Uh, you talking about the new one, the current one? No, the one. Or, no, 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 no. LeBron no. 1.0 era. Oh yeah, logo. Oh no, that's after LeBron. No. That that's between yeah, LeBron that was, and that's yeah. that was between LeBron one and two. Because LeBron one era was a great logo and. and I uniform. believe that was the court the year the year after LeBron left the first time. Okay, we we must have it confused then because the the first four years well the first three years LeBron was here, we had. The wine basketball, the sword through, and Cavaliers, Cleveland Cavaliers. Yeah, one sword. You said two though. Oh, did I say okay. That's that must have thrown. This me is off. what I thought Sorry. you were talking about. No. Okay. Yeah, this is no. after LeBron left. Okay. The first time. Yeah. You're talking No, that you're re- talking that you're talking re- this? Uh so that was the secondary logo for the original rebrand in two thousand three, two thousand four. Yeah, I, I love how we're talking about this. The podcast is if people can see what we're talking about. Yeah, yeah I know. <laughs> well, okay. Here's something you can't see, and you mentioned Liverpool earlier. This All right, is, John this is completely Cena. Off, this is completely off the wall. I'm making the prediction right now. You're talking about how Liverpool is going to do this and do that. Hold on, hold okay. on, hold on. Whoa, 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 whoa. hold on. Wait a minute. Wait for my. Hold on, let me get. A... <laughs> well, let's hear the prediction. <laughs> no, I'm trying. Damn it! All right, just go. I'm in. I, I can't. I can't do anything right. So. Liverpool is not even the best team in Liverpool. Wait, what? Uh, I don't My know boy that. Rafa Benitez and Everton oh, are going to finish in front of Liverpool. No, they're now, not. Now that's yes, a take. Yes, they will. No, they're not. Now that is a take. And, and, I, don't, and, don't. Richar- and Richarlison will finish with more goals than anybody on Liverpool. Richarlison is probably leaving Everton in January. So, I Yeah, I'm going to be honest, uh, Steve. I can't agree with you on that. I, I I do think that Everton has a solid squad. I just I can't see any world where they finish above Liverpool. Everton's not Everton's not nearly as good as they were last year. I don't know. All right. Well, we'll see. I guess they they have a worse manager. They've lost oh, players. Vehemently disagree. Vehemently. Yeah. Well, who's their current manager right now? Carlo Ancelotti was their old manager. Rafa and now Benitez they have their current Benitez. You think Rafa Benitez is better than Carlo Ancelotti? Yes. Oh, you're smoking. You are smoking. Well, maybe, yeah, that's tough. Maybe old Benitez, but I don't know if he still has it. I mean, 
Oh, you're going to find I know out. why he's biased because Benitez. Yeah, because he coached yeah. for our, <laughs> he coached for Newcastle. But it's, yeah. it's if you ask, if you ask, if you polled a hundred people who is a better manager, Rafa Benitez or Carletto, ninety-eight, ninety-eight of them would say Carlo Ancelotti. Where did Ancelotti go? By Pretty the way? much all the people Ancelotti that would say Benitez is, are from the north of England. Huh? What? Pretty much all the ones who would say Benitez are from the north of England, either from Newcastle or from Liverpool. Yeah, the two, well, yeah. the two people. That's ridiculous. That is absolutely ridiculous. Isn't it true that it's controversial with Everton fans because they hate Benitez because he coached for Liverpool? That went away when they won their. Yeah, I was gonna say. Car- by the way, Carlo Ancelotti is <laughs> managing Real Madrid. Oh, for a second time. That's why he left what? Everton. Yeah. I didn't know he went to Real Madrid. And isn't Coman yeah. still in charge of uh, Barcelona? Wait. So all the that's so random. <laughs> all these Everton managers just go to like these Spanish clubs or something. They're almost like a feeder for the big team. Who knows? I uh, just wanted to say real quick, totally out of left field, Tanner Tessman is, is yeah, that's the who it is midfielder for Venezia. And he played for FC Dallas for a year. Um, yeah, and he's already in Serie A, so that's cool. Good for I him. can't believe you, you think Rafa Benitez is a better manager than Carlo Ancelotti. <laughs> Let's bring this podcast back up in May. See okay. where things, we'll see where things stand. <laughs> I get- and I'm very interested to see how Ancelotti does in Real Madrid because, quite frankly, I don't I, expect much. I don't see them finishing nah. better than. I think Atletico wins. I think Atletico wins again. That you look at that Atletico. Squad. You don't think Real Madrid is going to finish higher than Barcelona? Oh wait, yeah. or, wait, or wait, wait, hold on, Madrid. hold on, no. Were you saying? I'll give you Atletico, no, Barcelona. Barcelona is in shambles. Barcelona might miss top four this year. Are you? Like, there. It's I would not say, even out of the question that a team like Sevilla might pip them, too. Oh, oh, my God. No, no, no. Were you talking about Barcelona? No, Real he's Madrid. talking about Real Madrid. Sevilla oh. actually has a pretty solid squad. Yes, that, but that, come on. No, let's, I, I agree. Let's yeah, live yeah. in reality yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Steve's telling me that Everton is better than Liverpool. He's telling me I that Rafa Benitez that. is a better manager than Carlo Ancelotti. Yeah. And now he's telling me that Sevilla is going to finish ahead of Real Madrid. I think that is his least controversial take of all of them, the Real Madrid thing. But I disagree. Well, it's... I, yeah, no, I, I, I know, I know. What he said, he said, he said, Real Madrid is going to finish behind Barcelona. No, that I don't agree with. Steve, come on, Barcelona is like liquidating right now. They're borderline liquidating. Have you been right paying now. attention to what's going on with Barcelona? Did, did you, they they had, literally couldn't pay Lionel Messi. They couldn't pay. They, you know, they couldn't pay Serge Aguero or Sir, Sergio Aguero. They either. signed Memphis Depay on a free to yeah. a seven and a half year salary, and then two weeks later, told him he had to take a two and a half million dollar pay cut. No, I know. And then they're they, in shambles. Did you hear who else? Uh, who was? They just told two other stars they have to take pay cuts so they can page uh, Aguero. Yes. Like they're a mess. They're a right mess. Now. Um, they're real bad. Real Madrid. I don't know about them. It dep- I mean, like, this this Mbappe. Well, that meanwhile, Mbappe's meanwhile Real Madrid is bidding two hundred million dollars for Kylian Mbappe. So it they're ha- doing it all right. It didn't happen though. No, it didn't. Yeah, they're just going to sign him on a free next year. I don't know what oh, PSG's that's right. doing. That's right. Kill- Mbappe. Wait, why do they even Mbappe, need Mbappe? said the only team he wants to go to is, they don't is even Real Madrid. Need, they don't even need Mbappe now. Yeah, they didn't need Messi either. Well, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> yeah. Anyhow. Yeah. Yeah. You know what PSG's going to do when Mbappe leaves? They're just going to go sign Holland. Of course. Or somebody else, whoever the big star is at the time. Um, all right. Well, let's God, probably. God, you, you just got me all <laughs> fired up. That's probably hand. We, we have a couple more topics we got to touch on before we wrap up. Um, I know. Did we want to talk about the Jake Paul fight? I don't. Yeah, know. we can talk about it for a few minutes. I just, I just, this is my two cents because I didn't watch it. I don't know <laughs> anything about it. Don't care. It was a spectacle. I will say that I cannot believe that both fighters got paid $2 million. Oh, it, that's. that's 
insane to that's me. base they also get a plus the bonuses or, well they get a cut of pay-per-view buys oh wow that's ins- jake that's paul's ins- probably gonna make 15 million dollars that's insane that's insane yeah well that's uh wild. logan paul made 20 million dollars uh to fight an exhibition fight with floyd mayweather mayweather made 100 million <laughs> that is why is there so much money in this stuff is it a, Could, because a, people are idiots and they'll spend 60 dollars to buy it on pay-per-view if you have is that where all the, the money just comes from pay-per-view is that yeah really, literally like wow. like they, they they'll say like they'll say like it it for like uh two two and a half million people they had two and a half million pay-per-view buys that means that the fight grossed 150 million dollars wow that's insane that is yeah. insane and the fighters get a big percentage of that. I feel like boxing is probably one of the few sports that was actually helped by the coronavirus pandemic because yeah. now you have not as big a groups or crowds crowding around to buy to around one TV for one pay-per-view buy. They're probably getting a lot more pay-per-view buys than they would be ordinarily. Yeah. Uh, I mean, at least that's what it would seem. Uh, they don't get a lot of their revenue from actual people going to fights relative to other sports. So, I mean, the, yeah. the business model actually has been one that I think works, and the, to the, the well, same extent, does, yeah. UFC also. Yeah, it was it was it was it was pretty wild to see uh, Romo Fijo sold out for a boxing match. I don't think I've ever seen that before in Cleveland. We've yeah. seen it for a UFC fight. Stipe sold Stipe, it out yeah. for the UFC, but not for boxing. No, Cleveland's not a boxing hotbed at all. No, it must have just been people that just wanted to be a part of. Well, yeah, it was a among anything else. It was a spectacle. That's basically what it comes (laughs) down to. I will say that I didn't watch it. I didn't buy it. I was following it on Twitter. From what I saw, like clips wise and people talking about it, Jake Paul clearly won the fight. Oh, okay. And uh, he won by split decision, which I think is a little bit of BS. I think they're just trying to set up a rematch. What is, so I don't I don't watch a lot of boxing. What does that mean? That it's so there are tied? three there are three judges. Oh, okay. It's just like UFC. One judge one judge <laughs> voted Jake Paul. The second judge voted Tyron Woodley, and the third judge voted Jake Paul. So Jake Paul won two judges to one. Got it. So it was that that's what they call okay. a split decision. So I see. If it's a unanimous like like a UFC fight, if it if it doesn't end in a knockout or a submission, it goes the whole way, and they say unanimous decision. That means all the judges voted for one guy. Got it. So. Got it, got it. Uh, yeah, I mean, we'll see what happens, but, I mean, I, yeah, you know, he's never going to be a world-class boxer, but he's a professional boxer now. I'll say this, he seems to be taking it seriously, so. Yeah, I, I give them credit. I mean, they get a lot of crap, and deservedly so. They're, they're both knuckleheads. Right. But. The I, hustle, I can respect the hustle. They're, they're taking this seriously. I can respect the hustle, too. Um, you know? But, I mean, that's all we really need to cover about it. I, yeah, I don't really, really know. <laughs> I didn't watch it. I don't think anyone I do want to cover this Cavs trade, though, because yeah. this is... <sighs> yeah, you were real fired up about this. And now, tonight, the subsequent signing of some seven foot six guy that can't move. Like, what are we doing? The Cavs' number one need going into the draft, going into free agency, going into whatever trades they were going to make is player is wing players. Mm-hmm. They haven't addressed it. In fact, they've gotten more to the other ends of the spectrum mm-hmm. by trading for Larry Nance Jr. He's not necessarily a wing. He's the only guy that we have on our team, aside from Isaac Okoro, that can defend anybody on the wing. Sure. He, you know, he can't handle the ball great. He's not going to beat you off the dribble like a typical NBA wing offensively. But it was the only guy that could that could pretty much guard one through four and sometimes five if it was a small center on the other team. They just traded that away. 
This isn't something where, oh, he's a hometown guy, blah, 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 whatever. They just traded away a guy that they were paying less to trade for a guy that I don't think is as good, and they paid him $25 million I, more. I can't believe how much money they paid I him. I don't get it. $67 million. What is Laurie Marketing going to do that's worth $17.5 million a year? I get it. We're in like we're in like these weird times where like guys are making a crap ton of money and you know, whatever, like I'm never going to besmirch a guy from, you know, getting the bag or whatever, but that's but like, what but, the Cavs but, did the other day was insane. But I agree with you. Like why do it? Like you don't have to do that. Sure. I, that's his price tag, but you don't have to pay that. The only, you don't the, have to do that. The only thing that people are saying was, Oh, the Cavs need shooting and Laurie marketing can shoot like, okay, that's fine. I don't need I don't need right. a seven foot guy that's going to clog up minutes for the guy we just drafted Evan Mobley so he can come in and shoot threes. Right. Also, can can this this dude y'all I forgot his name what's his name Mark Laurie Markinen can Markinen can he run up can can he run up the court up and down like, Yeah, he's pretty that? athletic. But, okay, well that's at least but a plus. He, again he's like typical NBA he plays no defense. Okay, Larry yeah, Nance yeah. at least played defense. Yeah, yeah. I just I don't get it. I don't it. know. I I don't understand it. And I, the the whole argument like oh like. Like, uh, I don't get the outrage. Like, it's not like we traded Michael Jordan. Like, just because he's from Cleveland doesn't mean, like, he has to have hold extra value. That's not necessarily true. I think with some people there was that nostalgia factor. I am wondering now, though, why. People are, uh, people are saying, oh, he's not his dad. But, yeah, no crap. His dad's <laughs> jersey's in the rafters. Right. I'm not – me being mad about this trade isn't, isn't me being mad because we traded a Larry Nance Sr., caliber player I, sure. I i fully understand larry nance senior you know he made multiple all-stars larry nance jr probably isn't going to make one all-star but god and it's and it's it's kobe altman's fault because larry nance jr was the only tradable commodity this team had which is ridiculous outside outside of guys that you know you're not going to trade like darius garland mm -hmm. and, and evan mobley like they they couldn't even get anybody to trade for colin sexton because they know that sexton wants a max contract and nobody's going to trade for Colin Sexton and pay him a max contract. So with the with the Taco Fall deal, I don't. I, I I'm literally I'm throwing my hands up. I don't understand what the hell they're doing. They signed a one year non guaranteed deal. So I don't know if that changes your mind about anything. I just what. It doesn't make sense. I'll, seven, I, I agree. A seven footer is not a need for us. And why he, do we keep adding? Why not, do we keep adding not need players? We need guys who are six seven, six eight that can shoot the three and can defend. We need right. three and D guys. We have none. And not to be rude or anything, but Taco falls a klutz. Yeah, like, well, he's, he's not, seven foot six. I mean, and I, I don't mean in a disrespect. I, he's just not a very athletic guy. Like he's he's just huge. Yeah. Like he's just well, how a, many how many seven foot six guys are athletic? Very few, none. if any. Yeah, you're right. None. It's just Actually, this guy right. can dunk without jumping. Like, <laughs> the seven the footers that are athletic are like Dirk Nowitzki and Kevin Durant, and I don't know, maybe yeah. What that? What's that? Perzingis in his early days. Yeah. Like, no, yeah, I, 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 I don't get it. It doesn't make any sense. I don't. Really we have see. one three and D guy on the roster, and he's six foot four, Isaac Okoro. Which God bless him. I think he's he's turning into a good player. <laughs> but he's six foot four. We have nobody on this roster who's six foot eight, six foot seven that could hit a three and play defense. Not a single guy. And that's literally outside of maybe point guard, the most important position in the NBA. If you don't have uh, if you don't have a guy six seven six even I'll give you six 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 seven six eight mm -hmm. that can hit a, hit a three pointer and defend, you will not win more than twenty games in the NBA. So, uh, like it or not, everybody's saying, "Oh, we traded for Laurie Marketing. Maybe we can make the eight seed." The Cavs are going to win twenty five or less games again next year. Book it, unless yeah, they make another move. 
And I'm sorry. I know he's been getting a hell of a lot of crap right now. I would take Ben Simmons on this team all freaking day. Hmm. If you're going to trade for Laurie Markkinen and stunt the growth of the guy you just drafted, why not? Why not? Uh, trade for Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons is yeah, a defensive when player you put it of the that year. Way, when you put defense, it that way. He's a defensive player of the year candidate. Yeah. Yeah, when you put it that way. He, he can't, has, he can't he has, shoot. He has good IQ. He just, yeah, he can't shoot. That's he can't shoot, but yeah. I, whatever. We're Apparently, we're not into uh, <laughs> we're not into uh, wing players that can shoot. So he'll fit right in. Uh, yeah. I got I got to read I got to read this tweet cuz it oh, I'm so killed me. Right now. I'm I sweating. Gotta, I got to read this tweet cuz it killed me. So someone tweeted Slam Studios at Slam Studios. Don't know who they are, but they tweeted this. So the Lakers are trying to build the oldest team possible. The Thunder are trying to build the youngest team possible. The Blazers are trying to build the most average team possible, and the Cavs are trying to build the tallest team possible. That's <laughs> so funny. Oh man. I just yeah, I don't know. I'll be honest. The Taco Fall thing really doesn't make sense. And but... I'll, I'll say this: uh, there's probably not a not a good chance that Taco Fall even makes the roster. That's true. But that's true. Like you said, one year non guaranteed contract. They're probably just bringing him in as a you know, uh, you know, taking a spin for him or on him or whatever, or helping him showcase him to other teams. I don't know. But. I... <laughs> There. You just you just paid Jared Allen a hundred million dollars, which I'm fine with. You just drafted Evan Mobley, who is going to be your four eventually when he matures into his body, is going to be your starting center. And now you're drafting uh, a seven foot guy who uh, tries to play like Dirk Nowitzki, who couldn't lace Dirk's shoes. Oh, he averaged 17 points a game last year. My grandmother could average 17 <laughs> points a game in the NBA. <laughs> Oh there are so many things I could say on this topic, some of which I'm restricted from saying for contractual <laughs> reasons. <laughs> contractual but reasons. This is the seeds of all of this that you have just so eloquently laid out here, Dan and Jordan, you've also pontificated on. The seeds for this happened years ago. You got to go all the way back to 2017. Every, you know, everybody thought at the time the biggest departure from the Cavaliers at the time where you're going. was Kyrie Irving. It was actually David Griffin. Yep. This is what happens to a team when ownership thinks they know better. Yeah, they're the smartest guys. Kobe Altman is not. I gotta get the words right here. He's a guy who's who's here to do a job, and the job is certainly not what we would think that it should be. Yeah. He's effectively a yes man. Yeah. That's all, not all, what you need at the top of this. your organization. Period. Yeah. And that's why David Griffin's not here anymore is because he wasn't willing to be that. Yeah. The guy was one of the, I mean, okay, LeBron James came back. Yeah. The Cavs <laughs> were clearly going to be good. You know, any general manager is going to do well in that situation. But, like, I, I mean, good owners put the people that know what they are doing and they let them do their job in the case of the in the case of cleveland in recent years the indians are believe you know despite all of their issues are actually a pretty good example of that and the browns the haslams you know they've had their issues obviously they finally got it right but though. it looks like they've you know after they've cut their teeth for the first four or five years of ownership they've gotten it right they and jimmy and d are sitting back and they're watching and they're reaping the rewards now yeah the they, Cavs, on they the other finally, hand, have gone completely the opposite direction they finally learned that they need to do 
what they need to do is be owners and just sit back, cut the checks, and let people that they hire and, do their and job. Let the football guys which is it, which yeah. is a hundred percent what the Cavs need to do, but they're not willing to do it. And then here's the other side of it. We didn't want to talk about the nostalgia part of it. You guys didn't. I'm going to talk about it. Oh, I want to. That's a big Cleveland piece of Cavalier, it for me. You didn't just trade away any average player here. You traded away Larry Nance Jr., son of Larry Nance, whose whose name is up in the rafters at Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse. That is something that carries a lot of political capital with the fan base. And what has the Cavaliers done to placate their fan base ever since 2018? They've done nothing, quite frankly. Nothing. And this is only going to be something that even further alienates the franchise from the fan base. I didn't think it was really possible for it to get much worse in that regard, but they've just done it. I, If I was the head of Bally Sports right now or, you know, whatever, ESPN, like, I don't know what the minimum number of games that ESPN has to give to every team this year, but you better darn right well that's what it's going to be. And the folks at Bally have cannot be happy about this whatsoever. I just I, I don't get I don't get the thought process of you have a seven footer on your roster, you draft a six foot eleven kid who you're going to need to play, and then you trade for a seven foot guy, and then you know the taco fall thing is just icing on the cake. I don't really think it's consequential. But then you sign a seven foot six guy. The Cavs have four guys on their roster who are basically seven feet and taller. Like, what do they think? This is 1993. This is like the '90s NBA, where <laughs> games were where, where games were contested in the '80s and the '90s. Forget the '90s. You're talking about the '50s and '60s, where you Ugh. know the teams with the best centers and power forwards won championships. I just don't understand it. I don't it, get it. It, it would be. It makes tolerable. no sense. It would have been tolerable to trade this guy if it was part of a bigger plan that was going to yield rewards either this year, like if it was part of a way to get Ben Simmons or some other really good players. Or perhaps some guys that, you know, you think are top prospects that, you know, teams may have drafted high in recent years that you might get potential and you may be, team might be good in a couple of years from now. I'm just. Well, that's what they did with marketing. I'm, I mean, yeah, that's what they're going for. But you've got all these bigs. You don't have the three and D guys. You don't have athletic wing players. You don't have bigger guards who can defend on the perimeter. That's been a problem the Cavs have had ever since. Yep. This, I mean, to less. They're gonna have the biggest front court and the smallest back. When you think back to the LeBron 1.0 era, where you know we didn't have guys like Kyrie Irving and Kevin Love around LeBron James, but yeah, we still made the finals with that team once and nearly did so a second time. With who? Who did we have in the backcourt? Larry well, Hughes, Sasha Pavlovich. Well, it didn't matter. Two guys were who were really not very well renowned, but what were they? They were big athletic guards that could defend the hell out of the other. Well, that doesn't that doesn't guards. that doesn't matter. The only the only reason why we made the finals in 07 is because LeBron was on another planet. That was the worst. That was that. If you take LeBron off of that team, that's the worst team to ever make an NBA Finals. Well, it may have been one of the worst teams to make an NBA Finals, regardless, even with LeBron on the roster. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, like, like the the other players to me are inconsequential. They they weren't they weren't. Uh, they didn't necessarily help us. The only one that helped us was, was in fact, the smallest guy on the floor, Booby Gibson. I just know that the Cavaliers now would not have anybody of that mold who would be able to stop anyone near the equivalent of a Chauncey Billups or a Richard Hamilton. Their vision is just completely incongruous with the way the NBA is run today. 
I, I'm fearful for the franchise's future, quite frankly. I mean, this this is just a total disaster. I mean, you guys were talking about how big of a disaster Barcelona is right now. Like, the Cleveland Cavaliers are right up there. Well, the cat. Well, Dan Gilbert can afford to pay his players. That's not. <laughs> Maybe that's all. Well, Dan Gilbert could pay every NBA team's players ten times over. That's how much money he has. <laughs> Barcelona, when you it's can't. Not a question of money. When you Gilbert. well, for Barcelona, it is. They can't pay their players. But anyway, uh, yeah, I don't. I don't get. I don't. I don't see how the Cavs win more than twenty twenty five games, and I think we're going to be in the draft lottery hoping for the number one pick again next year, which is which is which makes me sick. I'm so done with the lottery. And the year after that. Well, it depends on who comes out in the draft because you know maybe you know they apparently so one player is not turning this whole thing around. They apparently don't want to uh, sign or trade for uh, wing players. Maybe one will fall in their lap in the draft. So I maybe it's so sad, man. They I just don't. Uh all right, whatever. Yeah. Well, anyhow, I think that about does it, right? Yeah, I think so. Steve, thanks for coming on. Yeah, appreciate it. Thanks for joining us. We'll, again. Uh, thanks for thoroughly depressing me with that topic, <laughs> but it had to be we'll, covered. Uh, we'll have to uh, bring you on again for something soccer related in the future. So. Well, Steve will be on with us this weekend. We're going to be doing oh, a Browns preview go. show. Uh, Ryan will be back with me and Steve, uh, probably looking to record that on Sunday. Um, so look for that Sunday evening or Monday morning. Uh, but we will be back with a normal episode of LOTL next next uh, middle of next week. So, Steve, appreciate you uh, joining us. Um, you can – well, you can't follow Twitter with Steve because he's not on Twitter. But uh, you can follow us – at the LOTL podcast on social media. Check out our website, lotlpodcast.com. And uh yeah, we'll uh we'll see you later. So for uh Steve and Jordan, I'm Dan. You've been listening to Living Off the Land, episode one seventy six. See ya, bye.